0: Let's get into a little bit of uh, our favorite portion of the show, a little back alley chat with Mr. (laughs) Chris Carl. (laughs) So our question, uh, what we're trying to dig out of you here today is uh, we're looking for your craziest Z-Con stories. I know you got a deep and deep and Hmm. wide bag of stories that you can pull from, and you're more than welcome to share one or two. And like we always tell everybody, you're you're free to uh, change names. To protect so, the innocent?
1: Yeah, Zicon is known to uh, generate a story or two or, oh. or a dozen. And uh, the reason is is we, we have a great time. The, the event schedule is phenomenal, but the, the real reason to go is a hybrid of those events and that time you have outside of the event schedule. By design, we give you time in open evenings and after hour time to do things, right? And that's when, to your point, the Z family or the family reunion kicks back up. Old friends connect up and they tend to find bars or, or things to go and do. We've had people go <laughs> axe throwing, uh, yeah. shoot things. We had somebody uh, in Phoenix go out in the desert and rent tanks and shoot shoot tank guns. I mean, wow. so the story, <laughs> yeah. it's Kart
0: racing, what else have yep. we done? Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I think uh, the first one I'd share is the uh, the one that actually happened during your event, Mike. So,
2: oh, God, oh, yeah. Zecon
1: week is you ever see a president <laughs> age over four years? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I get the same effect uh, in a week. <laughs> at least it feels that way by the time the week's over. And my good buddy Miles here, we were at a Sweetwater Brewery. Ironically, I had a podcast that evening. That's really ironic. Now I think about the story, <laughs> That's right. That's right. But, yeah. but we got done and uh, you know, everybody's getting on the bus and I'm hanging back, make sure everybody gets back to the hotel. We had rented motor coaches and sure enough, my buddy, Miles grabs the back of my shirt and says, don't get on And all I knew was I was in trouble because I knew I had to be up at 7 a.m. the next morning <laughs> and we walked up through this bus A group of us usual suspects. I won't name names unless you feel like naming them miles, but the bus was mostly full. And I said, Hey, can you, we kind of want to go down to this, uh, to the, to the bar district, would you mind taking us? And the guy, he was very straight laced. He had his, uh, marching orders and turned us away. And sure enough, we're like, all right, well, I guess we can figure out our own transportation let the bus go. And wouldn't you know it? Everybody had left and around the corner comes this bus. (laughs) <laughs> we weren't expecting another bus, and this bus comes up, and $20 will get you really far is what well, we learned. Let's
0: call it what it is. It was a $20 wrapped in a bunch of singles <laughs> in a roll, <laughs> and that's how we bribed this bus we driver to take the us. Bus we were, two, we were three sheets of the wind by this point, because if you and we this is,
1: uh, changed the rules on us, we were supposed to have three pints up to three pints per person. Oh and yeah, at, at some point they lifted the three pints and just said, keep drinking until your time's up. And unfortunately, so, most of us did.
0: And then they gave us unlimited uh, tours of the brewery. I took three tours of the brewery uh, myself, <laughs> and I tasted everything that was in that place. I was three sheets of the wind. By the time I was bribing bus drivers.
2: I remember
1: that. <laughs> well, all I remember is uh, we, we stopped s- somewhere, walked in. I bought three or four rounds of shots. Somebody else bought three or four rounds of shots. And Ooh. before I went in bar two, bar three, bar four. And then I snapped awake and I'm sitting at a Waffle House. Yes. <laughs> I don't remember exactly how I got to the Waffle House, but I was at a Waffle House and I happened to look at my watch and it said 3 a.m.
0: Yeah, that's about right. Now, the beautiful thing about that story is we went from having amazingly good beer to amazingly bad breakfast. So, you know, there's a beauty that's there. And, and Waffle House does something beautiful. It coats with its... Illustrious grease your internal organs, to to protect the demons that are already in your body. What uh? What do you got, Mike? You got a good Z-Con story? Uh, I do,
2: and I was trying to. I'm trying to figure out which one. I've got two of them, and one is just an honorable mention. I'll just go over it really really quick. But the Phoenix Z-Con in 2012 was my first out of state uh, Zecon, mm-hmm. and it was a convoy with. bunch of texas uh, enthusiasts and what i've learned by then was that for a lot of us uh friends that we went on this convoy zcon is an excuse to play pranks on one another consider it like jackass but with z's you know <laughs> so i came prepared you know at that point i was like 26 27 i was just i had so many ideas miles I, I remember trying to borrow a your drill press for a few of them but that didn't work out but i mean that's how intricate these these pranks had gotten mm. but mine anyway at that at, in, in that year were beautifully thought over but horribly executed and i think mine involved firecrackers and tasers And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if I should tell you this one, but yeah, we're at the host hotel and I had these firecrackers because we had seven guys in a hotel room.
0: Well, do the layout of the room. So the, the, we had the suite, right. And in the middle of the room up in the corner is the shower. Now the shower is glass, but it's smoke glass. So you can only see like the, the imprint of like somebody taking a shower in there. So, you know, somebody is in there especially somebody as pale as Mike when, (laughs) when, when occasionally his little hams press against the glass because it's a tight shower, but you can also Mm -hmm. kind of see through it. And there's six of us, you know, like watching TV and then you look over and then there's Mike taking a shower or one of us is taking a shower. So it's kind of a, it's definitely a weird scenario. And um, yeah. So Mike had been trying to play this uh, prank of like throwing fireworks into the shower, while we were using it for whatever we were utilizing it for. And it, not, it never <laughs> quite worked out for him. I think he blew one finger halfway off, yeah. and we had to oh. duct tape that together. The fuse anyway, was too short, yeah. <laughs> so one night, we decided to get Mike a little, I don't know, hammered is the word. Yeah. And we, we threw, and we said, we're going to wait for him to take a shower or whatever. He decided to take a shower. So we threw the firework in there, and we had an entire room full of people and um and the firework blows and he just and he backs up to the the glass and you just see his his uh his little hams pressing against the glass and it was hilarious um because it it woke up it woke up poor sean fair who'd been sleeping underneath that shower in a like a on, on a on the carpet he was set to go to like vegas the next day poor bastard but anyway Yeah, that was a pretty good, uh, that was a good story. All right. That was an okay story, Mike. Give me the good one. Give me the good stuff.
2: I think this was probably one of the more wholesome stories that I'll definitely carry with me for forever, which was, this was 2014 at the San Diego convention, like you mentioned earlier. And that year, for the first time, y'all were able to invite Toshio Yamashira, Yamasan, which is the designer of the Z32-300ZX. It was his first time to come see us. And... Z32, I, that's my car. That's that's my first love when it comes to Z cars. And I'm just a total fanboy over the car. It's the uh, Judge Car Show. He's underneath the tent signing autographs. So I'm in line, and I have my poster. And I, I, I'm i hoping to get his autograph. And it's finally my turn. And I lay out the poster in front of him very carefully you know, uh, for him. And he points to the poster, and he says, Can I sign my name here? And something in my brain says translate, translate. What do you know that you can translate to? And the only thing I had being a South Texas boy was Spanish. So I go to him and I say, see, as in saying yes.
0: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: yeah. Miles was right behind me. Yeah. And when this all happened and, and even a few of our other buddies and they were just kind of like laughing to themselves. And I, I realized what I had done. And finally, I got the autograph. But the follow up to that, which made this story so much better, was Fast forward two days later, we're on the back, uh, the courtyard of the host hotel where we're all at. And it must be 11 o'clock at night. You know, everybody's kind of hanging out and he decides to sit with us. Yamasan sits with us and and he's telling us all these stories about when he was uh, designing the car. And uh, at the end of the night, someone had said, hey, you know, next year the convention is in Toronto. And he goes, Canada, A, you know, to kind of. Give him the impression that it's, you know, Canada, you know, people in Canada say a sometimes, you know, in in very simple terms, right? And as he understands it, he goes, ah, yeah, yeah. And then he looks at me and he points sort of like, c right? And (laughs) the whole crowd goes nuts. And what got me so crazy about it was that he actually remembered what I had done and he threw it back on me. This this running joke of me's. Speaking spanish to him, you know, and it just made my whole year. I swear to god
1: <laughs> Yeah Yamashita-san is uh awesome. Yeah, I've, I've had the pleasure of knowing him since that event as well and seeing him in japan and and whatnot They uh, there are very few more humble and more approachable uh japanese car designers than him and uh, Then he is rather it really doesn't matter. If you walk up to him with a hat, you walk up with that poster. I would recommend not using Spanish, but hey, go yeah. with what you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> However, I, I've seen him at uh, Z Fiesta in Japan, which is their one of their premier events, kind of like a mini ZCon. And he is just patient as patient can be. You, you get several hundred people there, and they all want to want to walk up to him and. I've never seen somebody so humble when when we asked him to do that bid in San Diego, we had Randy Rodriguez, who was the 370Z designer. We had uh, Matsua san there, the 240Z team lead, design team lead, and then Toshio Yamashita-san. He honestly didn't feel that he should be sharing the stage with son. san he, he did not think of himself in that way as being a celebrity or somebody of note oh, it was okay. incredible and Who
0: that just tells
1: that he is a rock star and when, when you're that guy though and suddenly you're, you're thrust upon a bunch of con fanatics for the first time he, he was definitely out of his element there for the first day or two but uh, I, how, did, how did somebody else they put it they said oh yeah we broke him he's good now
2: there it is. He's <laughs> ready to go. <laughs> uh, Miles, you want to share a story? You got one lined up for us?
0: Yeah, you know, unfortunately, I have a million crazy stories. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the high road <laughs> on something. So, but yeah, if I do meet you at a ZCon and I have more than one drink in me, yeah, the horns are out. So don't expect, you know, me to be. Uh, eloquent by any means. But, uh, at this particular situation, I just, uh, I had been humbled. Uh, unfortunately, I think this was ZCon Syracuse and, um, a funny story for the day. Uh, a buddy of mine came in to ZCon at that time. And, uh, he, he's a little bit of a crazy guy guy. And, uh, we had, you know, we came in, I hadn't seen him in a while. So we decided to go to, uh, uh, I don't know an, an adult location um, mm-hmm. where dollars can be traded for motion. We'll call it. That. <laughs> so we get into this location, and uh, you know this is the like this is how bad my night was kind of going. So we got into this location, and the uh, and I and we'd only been there a few moments, and it seemed like an odd vibe. Like there was nobody else in it except for the employees. And it just felt weird, like they were watching the door, and I'm like, okay, something either happened here or something's going down. And I noticed that all the girls had no shoes on. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Maybe that's the way they do it over here in Syracuse. They just like the barefoot, you know? They don't do the the stiletto thing. And I'm like, okay, interesting. So we get into the location, and then we're sitting down. Nobody's talking to us. Everybody's still kind of uncomfortable. And then a few minutes later, we order a drink, and we find out, hey, um what's going on why does it feel so odd in here well we just got robbed literally like two minutes ago before you walked in you literally walked in as the robber left and uh, and i was like what and he goes yeah they robbed the entire they robbed the entire place they stole all the girls shoes and then they took all the money and I'm like, and so they thought that you were coming back in to take, I don't know, the polls or something. I, I don't know what they <laughs> thought we were gonna steal. So um, you know, the cops show up, uh, it was just an odd, weird night. So me and Adam decide, you know what, let's let's uh take it home. And um and that night coincidentally was the same night that they had, I guess they did a sock hop that year. Do you remember that, Chris? Yes. Okay, so yeah. Yeah, it was the same night of that sock hop. Now, keep in mind, uh, I forgot to mention this. I have a broken foot um, I, from, from something I'll, I'll leave out. But I had this cast on my foot, and I said, you know what? I'm just going to stay up at the bar. Uh, the boys were going to go out and go do a little bit more. I wasn't having a very good night. It was just you know, a low expectations night. I'm sitting at the bar in the hotel all by myself, and you know I'm drinking kind of by myself, and I'm just watching a, um, an F1 race or something that was going on at the time or a repeat. And a gentleman walks in and sits down, probably right next to me. That gentleman was Steve Millen, and we and I just buy him a drink instantly, and then we start kind of conversating and talking. And I told him I was like, I saw you when I was a kid in 19 God it was like 1990 or something like that. When you're running that IMSA through downtown San Antonio, and he was like, he goes, that was one of my favorite races. And we just started instantly talking. We must've been talking for about an hour. And then, um, we were just hanging out. We decided we were in a little booth, just me and him kind of talking. He was giving me all kinds of great stories from the days. And, you know, he was, I was amazed cause this is one of my heroes and I'm sitting down in a bar, just having a drink. And we're talking, we're chatting. Nicest guy on the planet. And then the bus lets out for the sock hop, I guess. When they took them all and they brought them all back, and it, oh God, it had to be like eighty or hundred people dumped into that that thing. And they just started surrounding him and, and talking to him. And this is only a booth that can hold about three people. And mm-hmm. I must have saw about thirty people rotate into that seat next to him, just to kind of get his signatures and get his name. And it was like it was. It was kind of, it was one of those all moments because I was lucky enough to spend a few uh, moments and kind of talk and chat with him and meet him. But then I saw all the excitement that these people had around him by, by finally getting to see him and, and, uh, and getting his uh, signatures and things like that. And um, I don't know, I, I kind of like that from time to time when I can sit back. Those are my favorite moments at z when I can just kind of sit back. And I see somebody's else else's mind is kind of blown by the whole experience, and then maybe yep. uh, maybe I had something to do with it if I was running or assisting that year, or I made those two people kind of have a conversation together. Um, I don't know, man. It, it's just that's something that it's one of those things that I'll always I I, um, I don't know. So that, that, so that same event, back.
1: miles. That same event, miles. I uh, so Syracuse was a phenomenal event. I had prepped a. I'd done a twin turbo conversion on my silver car and, you know, drove it out. And I'm still having some weird overheating issue. So they were short on instructors and Bob Bondurant was there. So for some reason, they (laughs) give me Bob Bondurant as my instructor at the HBDE. And they put us all in line. I'm near the back. And for some reason, they pointed me around. Never been on Watkins Glen, right? Never. So. They pull, pull me around, and I'm first car on track. And I'd been playing with this issue that morning, so I'm barrel down Watkins Glen, and Bob's giving me tips. And we do get about second lap in, and wouldn't you know it, the freaking car's got a problem. Yeah. And I'm like, Bob, I got to pull it in. He's he okay, all right. And I'm like, wouldn't you know it? I pull the uh, I pull the card, I pull the straw. I get Bob Bond around as my uh, track instructor, and I got to pull off. And uh, everybody felt so bad that I was having this issue with my car. There's a gentleman who was running one of the organizers for the event, a guy by the name of Chris Holmes. And he goes, you know what, I'm going to give you my ride. Jump in that car and you'll see who's in it. And lo and behold, it's Steve Millen. (laughs) Somebody somebody had a prepped 350Z in still in in garb, right? A, A semi still in livery. And Steve Millen was given a couple of laps. For a few people, Chris Holmes gave up his uh, gave up his seat so so I could uh, have a little bit more time on the track. And I got to know Steve in that session better than I probably would have liked to have known him. (laughs) We were barreling down the front straight at a speed that nobody else on track was doing. And he was telling me about some project at his home in New Zealand. He was really concerned about while he's lifting a wheel over an apex.
0: And, <laughs> oh my God! And, you know what is that? Home. Okay, I, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. tell you. But, I'm gonna tell you another story. Okay, so it's really ZCon funny, Chris. Yeah. 2009. Um, Steve Millen attended our ZCon that we had here locally. So um, you know uh, we had him out at the track, and he had a, a he brought um, that that orange gtr that he was using for time attack Yep, you remember yep. that thing okay so he he had that thing shipped all the way to san antonio and he was at the track by then i had already known him um and i knew him pretty well um at that time because syracuse a number of years had passed and i uh, i was just nice enough and lucky enough to still conversate with him through email and stuff anyway so by the time we threw the convention i was like okay you know i I picked him up from the airport, and we just kind of talked. And And uh, he he was going to give uh, uh, me a ride in that, that GTR. He's like, hey, Miles, get in the car. I was like, ah, man, you know, let's let some of these other people go because it's a really big moment for them. He goes, "He goes, get in the car. I was like, all right, fine. So I get in the car. I'm not going to argue with Steve Miller. I mean, that sounds stupid. So I sit in it, and this guy just, you know, there's no chill. He just, he's gone, like in a second. You know, 1G launch, he's out there. Um, I think this is at Harris Hill, and he's just gone. And the the, the way he drives is completely different um, I, to anything I had ever experienced at that time. He's going around the corner, and it just felt like you were sitting in a couch, and you're just watching the entire car move around you. And his, 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 he was driving faster than anything else I had, I had been in that day. Uh, more experienced. But the same thing, he started talking about cabinets, you know, like we're going (laughs) around a corner and he's going to die. And, you know, I know that I know this track. I'm like, you're going to take that at around 40 to 60 takes it at 90. Right. No big deal for Steve Miller, whatever. And then he's like, yeah. And he goes, you know, do you think um, i really, uh, you know, I, what do you think about open cabinets? You know, like, do you think that's too blasant? And I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, <laughs> 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 my life is flashing in front of me. And, you know, the last thing I'm going to think about is lighted cabinets or open cabinets. I'm like, Jesus well,
1: Christ. You, you, um, re- you recall but, the year we, uh, we, he got black flagged, right?
0: <laughs> I heard about that. I wasn't there. I think I was out doing something. So that,
1: that was uh, one. yeah. You you may have been busy because you're running that event. It was at it was o nine, and I got in the I got in this Lingerfelder equipped Corvette with a gal, and she was just doing ride-alongs. So I I hopped in, and uh, away we went. And well, lo and behold, Steve Millen's about half a lap ahead. And she's moving through traffic and she's I, I was pretty impressed with the gal and she moves right up and she's catching Steve Millen, right? And he was just doing a ride along. So but all of a sudden you you could tell he noticed somebody was catching him, and that was bad. Okay. So, the race is on between this gal with this over-horsepowered over Corvette and, and Steve, and we're just going around. There's no point buys. We're passing people when we shouldn't be passing and stuff. And <laughs> she, she tries to go around them and gets, a, gets two wheels off and just kicks up dirt like you wouldn't believe. Just a massive dust cloud. <gasps> Corner workers see the dust cloud and see Steve Millen come shooting out of it. Or at least what appears to be Steve Millen. So they think Steve forced forced her off the road. So they gave Steve Millen, they black flagged him from the session, made him come in, <laughs> and he's like, "What are you talking about? The lady just went off the road, and they had to wait for her to come in and uh, and set the situation. And ceremoniously situation. <laughs> was given was given a black flag at closing banquet.
0: Wow. <laughs> There's all kinds of stories like that, man. Like uh, you got people that just, I I, I don't know. There's always like a story that happens at the beginning. You know, the stories that happen at the end are just completely crazy. Some are very personal. Some are very public, you know, like, um, like, I mean, this last year at at Atlanta, I'll bring it up. It's probably a sore subject for him, but you got guys that went out there at Road Atlanta that beautiful GTR that Warren Klein has you know he took it uh, probably a little too tough in one corner and just ended up having a little damage on his on that beautiful BRE painted livery GTR but you know a credit to his character what does he do he says you know what screw it i'm just going to rebuild it and he's pretty much done and from what i understand i think he's going to yep. try to take it again this year and i mean come on man like that is the level of fanaticism that you get at a zcon and that's the type of character. Um, it's guys like that, like a Warren Klein. You know, I'm gonna miss. There a, um, there was a
1: Virginia guy, if you recall. Sorry to cut in <laughs> on you, that but, but in 2013 in New Hampshire, the there was a, uh, a dark green twin turbo that lost it on the front straight and tapped a wall, and vehicle wasn't drive drivable. I remember and somebody, that. somebody from Maryland, if if I'm getting this right, had a, a a slanted old-style tow truck where you could pull a car up on it, and they had a 280ZX. So he got his wife to agree to drive the 280ZX home so that he could, at his expense, tow this guy's car all the way back to Virginia, and he wouldn't accept even fuel yeah. money to do it.
0: And that's, but that's the level of you have when it when it's like that. Some people are just there's that salt of the earth type of folks, and I'll tell you what the the ratio of you getting an opportunity to meet those folks is extremely high. Uh, You know, I meet a lot of folks from the Z convention that are just, you know, they're amazing people. Like uh, we just had Steve Yeager on um, who was, uh, um, you know, a few days ago uh, to do an interview on, uh, we were just talking about the Delta wing and um, and we had him on and we were just kind of uh, chatting about stuff and he got stuck in um, where did he get stuck at Mike on his vacation? But like, oh, he was uh, stuck in, uh,
2: like, near Mexico City.
0: Yeah, so yeah. he made it exactly. into Mexico City, and here we are, like, he knows, of all the people that he knows he reached out to people that he knew from the Z community and we were like, okay, cool. Let us know when, you know, where you get to and we'll cut, we'll get into Mexico. We'll pick you up and take you into Texas. And he's just like, what? And he was kind of blown away by that, but that's that level of community that we have and kind of getting back to the point of, you know, what you're getting when you go to a Z con is if you have an open mind and you're willing to just kind of conversate with some people, you're going to meet some amazing folks to um, uh,
1: bring Steve up too because he is he is uh, recently retired from yeah. Nissan and was yeah. a phenomenal resource for the Z community. I can't yeah. say anything not I can't say enough nice things about yeah. Steve. And one quick story on Steve because
0: uh, yeah.
1: Steve Steve and I were at the MIDI. A variety of people were at the MIDI. And in 2018, it was Nissan's really big, big year, right? I mean, they pulled out all the stops to make sure they were the, the mark at a variety of events. And we're at the midi and Steve comes running up and he goes, Chris, I, I need some help. Well, okay, let's go. What do you need help with? Well, um, I got to commentate during the parade laps where they're bringing all the enthusiast cars around the track and give this little history spiel. Would you do it with me? No prep, no nothing. Steve and I jumped in the tower and put on headsets. And that's the type of guy Steve was. If He, he had no qualms. There was no corporate uh, walls between you and the enthusiast. If, if he had no issue engaging you and pulling you in, Steve is a quality guy all the way.
0: Yeah, and he's, he's a car fanatic guy to the bone. I mean, he was a, and he's a Datsun guy to the bone. So, yeah, it's, you know, when these positions go out from the Nissan folks, I, you know, I just hope that they're filled with uh, this, you know, it's hard to find somebody of that caliber, but, you know, I, when they get these positions for marketing folks and everything, I just try to invite them to be, I have a little bit of history in that. And and uh, they do from time to time, but, you know, to replace a, to replace a man like that, I mean, it's gotta be tough, you know, on Nissan to begin with, so.
1: We've had some good guys revolve out, but there's still some good folks at Nissan. There's there's a groundswell of enthusiasts that get it. And uh, product planning, we got specialists like uh, Hiroshi Tamura, and Tamura-san is is phenomenally behind the Z car and behind the GTR. All the things, in my opinion, that from a product lineup make Nissan really sexy. Yeah. So oh, that yeah. guy, this he's, is
0: definitely a build. I was gonna say, yeah, this is definitely a building age right now. I mean, you can see that the designs are changing, you know, as a as an entity, especially now. I mean, they were this was already pre-COVID. I mean, they were already putting a plan in together, and and you can definitely see that there's design aspects that are slightly changing. But usually, what you see is you'll see a slight design change, and then you'll see something groundbreaking. And I'm hoping that it's going to be in the new Z. But you know, time will tell. And and uh, yeah. but. But, you know, getting back to how this all translates to z you mean, the first places you're ever going to see this stuff in the flesh is going to be at a Z-Con. So, you know, uh, it, for those that uh, do not attend, uh, I uh, definitely feel for you this year. You know, try to uh, make it happen. And um, we'd love to see you out there. I mean, we're going to be out there. We're probably going to be doing a live uh, podcast for a number of days. And uh, we'll see if we can pry Mr., uh, uh, Mr. Important Chris Carl, uh, the <laughs> ringleader, away, and uh, we'll see if we can uh, um, help him make oh, some bad decisions. Time.
1: No problem. <laughs> well, <laughs> I look forward, yeah. look forward to a new story to tell.
0: Well, oh, of course. We'll see if we can steal a new bus.
1: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thank
0: you
2: for listening to this episode of the Nissan Nerd Podcast, hosted by Miles Hall and Mike Delashman. New episodes are released every other Monday and can be found on the podcast network of your choice. If you like what you hear, write us a review, give us five stars, and it would help us out a lot. You can find content added regularly to our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages, so be sure to like and follow. And lastly, you can contact us at info at NissanNerd.com. Let us share events happening in your area and provide us suggestions for future content on the Nissan Nerd Podcast.